what is up what is up everyone i hope everyone is doing well today i hope that you drink some alkaline water i hope that you have a drinker eating something green all right and i hope you're doing well i hope your families are doing well i hope you have your livations okay and welcome to rondell's unpopular opinion podcast and welcome if you are tuning in through anchor welcome if you were tuning in through spotify and welcome if you are tuned in via apple and if you are tuned in via apple make sure that you actually rate this podcast And you can even leave commentary on your rating. Like I always say, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. Now, we're going to get straight into it. Um, We're going to get into some very hairy stuff. Hairy. We're going to get into some very (laughs) heavy stuff today. All right. And honestly, the dynamic of our world is pretty much heavy just in general. So, I mean, it is is what it is. Now, I don't know if I'm going to ruffle some feathers in what I'm going to say. Thus, the uh, reason that this podcast is called The Unpopular Opinion, because sometimes I do go against the status quo. Um, And I don't think like everybody else, you know. Um, so with that being said, if you clicked on this or if this just rolled over from a previous episode that you were listening to, I'm going to get into the topic today of the rise of police brutality, the quote unquote rise of police brutality and the black community. Right. And, um, the reason why that I'm choosing to speak about this is because I've been seeing a lot of stuff going around on social media and even in the media when it pertains to uh, the unfortunate and untimely uh, demise of two of our our young uh, people within the community, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. Now, here's how I'm going to initiate this, okay? And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have already heard this because... I had to tell people that there's a silver lining in every dark cloud. And I wholeheartedly believe that these situations do have a silver lining. And the silver lining is, is that it is bringing awareness to the world, not within only the community. I'm talking about within the world that black rights is still an issue. Black rights is still an issue within America and black rights is still an issue globally. We still have an issue of black rights um, or the lack thereof, so to speak, in places like Libya, okay, where we have um, ethnic cleansing, where we have pretty much black men getting their penises chopped off. Black rights is an issue within America because... We have had the worst systemic oppression, okay, that extends past 400 years. We ha- Yes, we have 400 years of physical slavery, okay, but we're not even talking about the psychological trauma of the black community in America of how we just basically were cut from being slaves and released to the world with 
sundown towns with nowhere to live. We had really no assets. Our land here, because we are indigenous to the land, our land here was stolen from us and made out of plantations. Our uh, indige indigenous Indian reservations were gone. They were taken. Our people were slaughtered here. Um, you know, we were pretty much, we didn't have anywhere to live um, post-Civil War due to sundown towns and counties, which is the hidden dimension of racism in America. We were pretty much left out of the New Deal. Um, our greatest leaders were assassinated. We did not have rights um, to uh, study collegiate education. We uh, were basically unable to sit on the front of a bus, okay? But we are the inventors, the scientists, the creators of everything utilized within modern day society from a fucking hair straightener to a telephone to potato chips to refrigerators. These were all of our inventions that contribute to modern day millennial society. And yet we're treated like second class citizens or even worse than that. We see that we can go on a blog and see a dog be choked out. And the owner be held accountable, but it took video to come out for Ahmad Arbery's shooters to be held accountable, which shows us that animals have more rights in America than black people, the indigenous people to the land. I don't understand how that works. Someone needs to explain to me how you have ASPCA and PETA and all these movements for animals but that same energy is not kept for black rights can someone please explain because i'm i'm just not understanding you know this goes to show that black rights need to be brought back to the center and the paradigm needs to shift and we need to go back to being the nucleus of equity here in America because we are the least progressed marginalized group in America. And for the life of me, I don't understand how other marginalized groups that were not able to exist without the civil rights movement that have basically benefited off the, the bare back of the civil rights movement have now progressed black rights. Okay. And I'm talking about immigrant rights and DACA, right? Um, I'm talking about the LGBTQ community. I'm talking about the feminist movement and the anti, um, the, the, the pro-choice movement, the me too movement. How did all of these marginalized groups that basically have been umbrellaed from the black community via the civil rights movement become more progress than the initiator? How does that work? I can tell you how it kind of really works when you assassinate the community's greatest leaders. That's how it works. That's exactly how it works. When you shut down the Black Panthers, when you dismantle them. You know what I'm saying? So people need to really take this time out, being that they're under quarantine, to really see and acknowledge how black rights have always been an issue.
They have always been an issue and they need to be brought back within the conversation, right? They need to be brought back within the conversation of equity because it's getting to a point where black people who were considered to be one of the most unhealthy um, groups within um, America, right? We are the most unhealthy. We are uh, the most likely to develop diabetes and hypertension, right? So please explain to me how, knowing no statistics, right? How is it that it is just as dangerous to actually exercise and to break away from no statistics, right? Because Armand Arbery was going for a fucking jog. All right. He was going for a jog. So please explain to me how exercising can be just as dangerous as developing diabetes or hypertension being black. That's what I want to know. Because if you hit these statistics with us and tell us that, you know, we need to live a healthier lifestyle and now we're starting to do that. Now we're starting to even be punished for doing that. It's completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. So black rights need to be brought back to the center of the table of equity. All right. They, they really, really do because this has never stopped. People have been saying, Oh, well, this is happening again. No, 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 no. This has never stopped because we all know that we were too busy to care and that societal priority has been elsewhere. All right. They have been elsewhere and people have just been quote unquote too busy to care. This is why I also said that there is a silver lining within the quarantine because the quarantine is showing everyone that the ways of the world and the previous dynamic in which we were living in was not working. This is why I said, if you come out of the quarantine, not better than what you were before the quarantine, you completely wasted time and you would have no, no right or jurisdiction to say that you did not have any time to work on yourself. Okay. It would be really, really sad if you spent this quarantine being ignorant, if you spent this quarantine not learning about yourself, if you spent this quarantine um, not reading a book, if you spent this quarantine not spending time with your children, okay? Because the ways of the world prior were not working. Thus, the reason everything is about to reset and your life will never be the same. Never be the same. And see, societal priorities were all fucked up. And nobody seemed to care. This had become something that people were immune to. Okay? Immune to. And let me tell y'all something. Part of that immunity stems from the media. All right? As to what we're immune to. Because honestly speaking, the media pushes stories that they want to push. The only reason why we are hearing about these stories and the volume of which we're hearing them uh, about, right, at this magnitude is because of the people. 
These incidents happened in February and March. February, we were on our regularly scheduled program and we were not locked down. Why we did not hear about Ahmaud Arbery, I don't know. On a national spectrum and on a nationwide media coverage spectrum, we did not hear about Breonna Taylor being gunned down and being shot eight times due to police negligence in her home. We didn't hear anything about that. Why are we now hearing about these stories months later and why does it have to take public outrage, social media outrage in order to raise awareness to people's civil rights? Please tell me where in the Constitution do you see that? This is insane. This is insane. Please show me in the Declaration of Independence where that is. That you can violate someone's constitutional rights and not have any accountability. Please. Because I, I really want to know. Okay? So the media is definitely showing how much they are a controlled entity. The media is definitely showing that they are bought. The media shows that they perpetuate the stories that they want to perpetuate. And the media shows that the, uh, the executive leadership of media do not care either about our rights. Okay. They don't, they do not. And, and honestly, that leads me to the accountability aspect and the, the organizational hierarchy and structure. Now people do what they know they can get away with. People do what they're allowed to do. People do what they want to do because there are no repercussions for the behavior. They know they can do something. When someone knows that they can do something, they continuously do it because they know there will be no price to pay for what they do. Now, I know that this is going to be an unpopular opinion or people may feel a way about this. But like I told someone in the DM yesterday, this is why you have tyrannies and you have government structures like Saudi Arabia, right? And you wonder why they are so strict, why they are so brutal and why the people were so kept in line with the law because they know if they break the law, right, that there will be a huge price to pay. In Saudi Arabia, they have something called Chop Square. You want to know why it's called Chop Square? This, the, the place is called Chop Square because that's where they take you to literally decapitate you. And then when they're done decapitating you, they will hang your body for display. Decapitated. Okay, so for brutal punishment, and I'm not saying that we need to go to that extent, right? But when you know that there's a probability of about 99% that your head is going to be chopped off for a crime, you are less likely to commit the crime. So there needs to be some accountability measures taken 
by those in leadership. It does. And and it just, it, it really makes me wonder, you know, where are the black leaders? Why is it that Bobby Rush basically dropped his focus on his anti-lynching Emmett Till bill? I don't know if you guys knew about that, okay? But Bobby Rush, who I basically was speaking about on my Twitter and on Instagram, who's pushing this HR 6666 bill for the government to basically uh, come to your home to claim that they want to test you and help you, but we already know what time it is with that. Why is it that Bobby Rush dropped his Emmett Till anti-lynching act that was passed through the House and was on its way to the Senate? He stopped pushing that to push trackers and the trace act okay why is it that bobby rush is just now tweeting about ahmaud arbery why and about awareness with that and i actually read the uh emmett till anti-lynching act you can find it on congress.gov and pull the actual uh text of the bill and this is why we are in the situation that we are in and why we are the least progress marginalized group in America. I'm reading this bill and this bill is still speaking about lynching and making lynching illegal, illegal to lynch you. This is why I tell people, please understand that these type of crimes against humanity are still happening. This is not, uh, you know, something that was left in 1965. This is something that is still happening that in 2020, we have to ask for bills to get passed through the Senate and through the house to have the president sign into law to make it illegal to lynch you. That is a problem. And then we wondering why we are struggling with police brutality. We still haven't dealt with lynching. Y'all, this is why we are the least progressive marginalized group in America. And then you got people in, in, in Congress, right? You got people who are in the political realm, not doing enough, not doing enough. I haven't seen anything on Bobby Lynch pushing for American descendants of slaves to have any sort of reparation since 2000 it is 2020 what is going on bobby rush is a former black panther someone please explain someone please explain because it's it's really not making sense how we are indigenous to the land and we have no nuremberg trial right we didn't have we didn't have our Nuremberg trial. We didn't get our reparations like the Jews. Where's our land? Where's our therapy? Our psychological treatment? Because we are still traumatized and plagued by events that happened to us generations ago. Where's our Tulsa, Oklahoma back? Where's our Black Wall Street? Where is that? 
Why is it that everything we tried to do to build up the community was, was torn down? Why? Why? And why is it that other marginalized groups that have completely been able to originate because and due to the founding and the foundation of civil rights have progressed further than black people? Congresswoman Ocasio, why hasn't we, why haven't we heard from her? Where's the black leadership? Where's the nation of Islam? Why is the, the violence in Chicago so out of control, but Minister Luwakan runs all up and through Chicago? Why is that? You got brother Ben X here on Instagram posting goofy ass shit about Umar Johnson. Kiki and he, he in his comments, what is going on? And these are supposed to be people who are leaders, people with, with large platforms, people with connections and they're sitting idle, idle. No one is trying to have these conversations with people within governance and I'm not understanding I'm not understanding why Kim Kardashian is making more footwork than people within the community somebody please explain that shit to me we're not even going to get into the black elite and the boule because Oprah had the nerve to tell Amar Arbery's mother that she going to offer her condolences and quote unquote, send her something through the mail. What? What? Bitch, I don't want nothing through the mail. I want these, you know what, because of the way they act. We already know what they act and like because they're racist. We want, accountability. I don't want nothing through the mail. I want people to be made poster boys and examples out of for murdering my son. And you have the power to, to authorize that and to put the pedal to the metal with that. I don't want nothing else. I don't want your money. I want accountability. I want laws to change. I want black rights to be at the center of equity. That's what I would want as a parent. This is, this is really honestly crazy. And I could tell you as far as with the police brutality being an issue, I'm going to chop it up as this. We're at the stages of the initiation of martial law. And you could sit here and call me a conspiracy theorist or you want about that. But everything you were seeing, everything that you have saw has led up to the initiation of martial law. Police brutality is nothing new. You can go back to the LA riots of the 1990s. NWA was founded off of speaking out against uh, police brutality. Easy e Ice Cube. This is where they got their start at. This is nothing new. You didn't see police brutality through the civil rights movement. They was hosing people down in the street. Unlawful arrest. This is nothing new. 
Nothing new. But I'm going to tell you one thing, and I'm going to tell you something that nobody else is going to tell you. The reason why we have these very abrasive, um, you know, tactics with law enforcement is because law enforcement is founded on Masonic origins. The positions that they make you get in, get on your knees, your hands behind your head, hands up. These are all Masonic tactics. All of them originate from masonry. The Sheriff Star, symbolic of, of Freemasonry. The founders, the founding fathers of the country were Freemasons. The rituals that they do are abrasive. And I'm just keeping it all the way 100 with you. And you could look that up. But I'm telling you that it's Snapple Apple fact. I'm not going to sit here and cap to you. It's definitely true. Definitely true. And many high uh, ranking officers are definitely very high degree of Freemasons. And they are, they are governing law enforcement. You got Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Comey, the, the former FBI director of the Obama administration, about to be investigated for abuse of power. This goes to show you how the corruption starts at the top. Okay? It starts at the top. Study the FBI underneath J. Edgar Hoover. Corruption. Corruption. So it needs to, to start from the top as far as the transition. Laws need to be uh, passed. Precedent needs to be set. Okay? Because... Nothing is going to change unless there are accountability measures. Nothing is going to change if black people don't realize that they have to be the change that they want to see and that they have to not look for a savior. However, they need to find the savior within themselves to lead themselves individually and get the individualism correct and then come for a collectivism. But individually, we all have to be on the same page in order to be um, collective. We all have to have... Uh, a certain value and integrity within ourselves in order to come together as a collective, in order for anything to work, in order for anything to stick. It just, it is what it is. It, it really is what it is. And nothing is going to change until there's a revolution. And black people need to lead themselves initially and stop asking for other allies to be saviors. Yes, allies can join the fight. Allies have been in the fight since the Civil War. All right? Well, white abolitionists arming slaves. But we need to take charge of our own destiny because this is our fight. Our fight. And we definitely need to come together. We need to embark on change. We need to make our voices heard. We need to have reparations brought back. And part of those reparations entail that the police cannot be beating our ass and breaking our constitutional rights. 
And I'm not saying all police officers. I'm talking about law enforcement as a collective as far as their dynamic. Okay? So, we need to be the change that we want to see as Malcolm X once told us. So, that is my take on that. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you learned something today. Um, I hope I, I sparked you to think. And like always, like I tell y'all, I love y'all. And I will check y'all in the next one. And y'all be well. And y'all take care of y'all families. And actually be kind to one another. Peace.